Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Tobolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss The Slap, The Ring, and The Batman. I don't waste one minute. Let's get right into it. Okay. All right. Hi. We're back. Hello. We're I've back. been in a, a tomb. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. You know, he reminded me of Moon Knight. Actually, I don't know if he's been in a tomb. My, I don't know anything about Moon Knight. I did buy some Moon Knight comics. But I never read them, and also I don't, I don't know anything about Moon. From what I can tell, I he's, he's like on a, the moon. He's like a Batman mummy. Sure, mummy uh, he's Batman. Os- he's uh, he's Oscar Isaac. Oscar that Isaac. Is is, I know he's doing a British accent. Uh, that's good to know. You and know. Um, he's a knight. He's like, oi, I'm Moon Knight, <laughs> or whatever. I assume. Oi, did you want some cheese? <laughs> that's yeah, what he does. He's, the moon know. is made of cheese in the world. He's Marvel like, show. yeah, he's <laughs> like handing out delicious moon cheese. Um, all right, listen. I don't want to. I we have to. I have to. I have to talk about something uh, that I think everybody is wondering about. Everybody's been thinking about. Everybody is. You know, they're like, uh, "What's going on, Josh?" Intrigue. Intrigue. You know, did you see the Batman? And what do you think of it? <laughs> and I got. I have to talk about it. I have to talk about it. If I don't talk about it, I'm gonna die. You okay. didn't like it. I only have a. It's like uh, one of the Riddler's uh, great puzzles, which actually are terrible. I'll get into that in a second. But uh, okay. Uh, did you see the Batman? I saw the Batman with Robert Pattinson oh, and Zoe Kravitz. Hey! So go fuck Sorry. yourself. <laughs> okay, I will go fuck myself. Actually, I would love to fuck myself. Um. So first off, Robert Pattinson is a great Batman. I yes. think he's terrific. Great he's choice. got everything you need in the Batman and nothing you don't. Although I will say his hair when he's in Bruce Wayne mode is absurd, but it's fine. <laughs> I'll allow it. I will allow it. Okay. But it's absurd. I mean, he looks like he's in uh, Panic of the Disco. No, he looks like he's in what's the band that did he the Black Parade? He looks like he's in Panic of the Dis- at the Disco's uh, uh, floor show in two thousand and six. Yeah. No, what is the what is the um, what's the band that did the oh My Chemical Romance? He oh, looks like the guy. Romance. He looks MCR. like the guy from My Chemical Romance. Gerard, maybe is his name. Sure. At any rate, um. Everybody's great in the movie, okay? Paul Dano, terrific, terrific as the Riddler, uh, one of Batman's great villains who he does a lot of, um, you know, goofy like riddles. Um, But in this movie, he's actually playing the Zodiac Killer from the movie Zodiac by David Fincher. Uh, Like, unabashedly, it's just like, oh, he'll be like the Zodiac and he'll wear his same outfit and he'll, like, do the Zodiac's um, uh, cipher exactly how the Zodiac does it. That's, by the way, getting close to what I really want to talk about. Um, uh, Which is uh, that this whole movie is based on Seven? Jeffrey Wright, great. He's great. Uh, uh, what uh, Zoe Kravitz, an unbelievable, perfect Catwoman. Uh, Colin Farrell, incredible. Unbelievable. Terrific. 
John Turturro, who I kind of was like only in late in the game was vaguely aware he was actually even in the movie. Tremendous. Very good. All of the side characters, all of the bit players, all of everybody's just fantastic. And uh, spoiler alert, the guy who plays the Joker is very good also. Um, but because the Joker is in it, in case you were Googling that. Uh, but the movie is bad. Okay. And I'm going to get into how it's bad and why it's bad. But I have to tell you. It is not a good movie. And let me just say this. First off, I think it could have been better. It could have been, maybe had somebody edited the movie from three hours to two hours, it might have been better. But what's crazy to me about this Batman, and there's a lot to like about it. I mean, there's a, there are, to say that, I mean, it's not a good movie is, I mean, like, the actual, like, storytelling part of it kind of sucks. But, like, the set design is awesome and the uh uh you know the, the 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 costume design is awesome and the you know it looks really great there's some really like beautiful um you know there's some really like beautiful sort of uh moments in it um and i just you know i think it's like it's well done i think it's the best looking of all the batman movies it looks it looks and feels most like the comic books the ones that i really uh the ones that i really like um but uh but it is it is just like there are a couple things that really stood out to me while I was watching it. One is that it's so long. It's overly long. It's I don't know why it's so long. It's unclear to me. They had seem to have a lot of story, but they actually don't. I mean, it seems like the story is very complicated, but it really isn't. And uh and and uh it's got it's one of these movies that has multiple endings like you're like, "Oh, it's over." And you're like, "Oh, oh, now it's over." And then you're like, "Oh, no, wait, it's over now." And you're like, "Oh, okay, it's it's actually over." It's like they couldn't figure out how to end it, so they kept adding a new ending. They were like, well, maybe they had like watched it. It was like they went and they shot the movie and they did like the first ending. They're like, oh, feels like it needs a little something else. And then they were like, let's do a second ending. They're like, okay, yes, that's it. And then well, they got like this movie was in production and reshoots for like five years. That's probably what happened. Please don't make excuses. Please don't make excuses. That's my uh Riddler voice. Uh, please don't make excuses. Uh, <laughs> what, if, what if Bane was a little gayer? Yeah, he does a lot of. He's. I mean, he literally does like the. Yeah, I mean, it's so so derivative of like David Fincher's uh, Zodiac. It's crazy, but um, but so um, so uh, so then they yeah they added like several more endings. But here's the thing that most shocked me about the new Batman movie. Is that because like I don't expect Batman movies to have like to be super cerebral or anything. I do think this movie believes it's very cerebral. I do think that like the writers of this movie were like, we have created a true mystery. The great the world's greatest detective is finally getting his moment in the spotlight. Um, And it's not it's not the story is like very flat and sort of like pointless and. Like, it actually felt like at some point they were working towards, like, kind of an amazing reveal. I should say that if you haven't seen it, this is taking me a ton of spoilers. But um, it felt like they were moving towards something really dark, like like a, a ring of pedophiles or something as, like, the kind of core story, like, true crime of the movie. And which I think would have made it all of the actions of many of the characters much more interesting, like something really heinous. Yeah. But like, really, the movie's just like all the rich people didn't use the money to help the poor people, and it's like, uh, okay, 
Yes, that is. I, well, see, that is bad. A, but it's the fucking plot of The Dark Knight Rises. I, I see. I well, I very much do not love the Nolan movies. Famously. No, but okay. But I, I except for Heath Ledger, obviously. Um, yeah, but he's great. I. I felt like I really loved the themes and the aesthetics, and I thought that like they very much captured the spirit of what I my Batman and my heart and mind and soul is. And I loved the like, you know, bringing in he's a detective again, and and pointing out how out of touch a billionaire would be for a detective. Yeah, um, they did lots of smart stuff. It just seemed like because they wanted cerebral themes and like a very, um, I don't want to say overwrought because it wasn't overwrought, but a very well. thoroughly processed look. They a compromise with the studio to make the mystery real dumb and easy to explain yeah, to children. I, 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 the mystery, the mystery is like the cops are corrupt, and it's the like rich. Big, and here's a big spoiler: <laughs> cops and criminals and rich people, they're all the same group. And no, guess and like, what? And the rich they don't people, give a fuck about you. It's like, it's like yeah, the, I know. It's like and the rich mafia people and the rich like political people are all in cahoots it's like there's oh. class solidarity I mean, except for this one weird guy right except for the parents one, are dead except for bruce way no but um but also like <laughs> this one weird guy capitalists hate him yeah i mean <laughs> they all <laughs> this you won't believe what happens to Dax with him um but the but the thing about it is like here's the thing okay so all that aside okay fine it's enjoyable, for most part, enjoyable to watch. Again, way too long. Like, no, wait, just, way too long. Just Although, way too long. Maybe add another two hours, chop it up into an HBO Max series like okay. you wanted to had, do. <laughs> had it been, had that been an HBO series, it would have been great. great. I would have loved to watch ten hours of that. It could have gotten real maybe, dark too. Maybe they could have, maybe they could have, like you know, made the story make any sense at all. Like, yeah, well, but, a team but of writers would have helped with. But that. here's the cra- here's the craziest part to me. Uh, all of that aside. And again, I want to say I love the the I like the universe that has been created for this Batman. I like all these characters. I like the vibe of it. I think there's like it's the best Batman on film in terms of like look and feel and sensibility and sort of like overall uh, concept of who the character is and who what his world is. Like I think that's all right. You know, it's really thought out. It feels really complete. The world feels lived in, but also like. It's exciting, and it's got some very clear, like, there's just really yeah. clear visuals, iconic, it, it, like, you know, iconic yeah. designs. It's got, yeah, it's got it. It's got, it's got all that. Uh, but she had style. She had flair. She was there. That's yeah, why she became that's exactly Batman. right. <laughs> but here's the thing. But here's the thing that blows my mind, and is like I cannot stop thinking about it. It literally repeats exact things from the Christopher Nolan movies, like, like crazy like things that you would be like for sure they watch them right you've seen like matt reeves has seen the christopher nolan ones right like to me the way this movie felt in some parts i was like incredulous in the theater i was like i was like are they did they make this movie was this like conceptually like matt reeves was like okay guys here's what we're gonna do Pretend the Christopher Nolan movies don't exist at all. And I actually think that may have been what happened, to be honest with you. I think they may have said, like, listen, we'll never be able to get out from under the shadow of that. So we just need to kind of proceed with like our story. But it's like, okay, but your story literally has like copycat guys doing the crimes. And it has like – there's – towards the end of the movie, again, spoiler alert, but like Batman literally like – is swinging around this platform and like hooking guys together and having them dangle from this like metal scaffolding, which is exactly what happens 
at the end of well, uh, they the Dark it, Knight. They put it in the in in the garden or like their version of the Coliseum versus a stadium, which is like not that. Well, no, 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 no. That's that's no, 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 no. That the, oh, oh no. Oof. Then there's the whole thing with like. Then they like are like, oh, we are going to blow up the city and trap everybody here, and it's going to flood. And it's like, okay, they did that in the Dark Knight Rises. It's one of the main plot points, which yeah. is like they trap everybody in the city. But guess With what? But they also do that. Around. But he, but Christopher Nolan also does it in the first Batman movie. The Scarecrow traps everybody in the city and oh, like, I forgot about unleashes that. <laughs> like wacky gas or whatever. You know? yeah. And everybody that's goes how crazy. they made those Arkham games because they no, were it's like, like, ooh, a fixed location where yeah, everyone's it's on like, crazy it's like, gas. I don't, it's like, I don't understand how you get to that point. You're like, okay, and then he detonates <laughs> these explosives in these vans. And I actually think that they're like, there's explosives in vans in The Dark Knight Rises is how they do it. Okay. So it's like, I'm, I just don't understand then they have Jack Nicholson as the Joker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like, it's like, that would George be the comes in. They have a DH Jack nipples. Nicholson. I wish. I wish they'd done anything as inventive as have George Clooney in the movie. Uh, the No, it's crazy. Like, he literally is like doing – it's like a Christopher Nolan movie. I mean, it is – and not just like it's got the vibe, which, by the way, it is the grim, dark Christopher Nolan vibe, okay? Uh, yeah. But it is also like literal things that happen in the Christopher Nolan movie uh, happen in this movie. And I just don't know how you – I don't know how you do that. Like I don't know why you do that. There are other things to do with Batman. He doesn't have to – he doesn't have to do the same things all of the time. He can still punch the bad guy. There's literally an interrogation scene. There's an interrogation scene with the the Riddler where he's captured. The Riddler, okay, again, spoilers. The Riddler's like gets captured. He's like, I want to get captured. It's all part of my plan. And then some stuff blows up. Like that is in the Dark Knight. That is what the Joker does. It is the fucking plot point. You know. Sorry if I sound angry, but people, I read reviews of this. People are like, oh, finally a Batman movie that thinks for itself or whatever. I'm like, no, oh, no, this is some derivative bullshit. I love the characters. I love the setting. I love the direction. The story fucking sucks. And whoever's responsible for it, I think the villain's terrific. I think Paul Dano as the Riddler is terrific. Over the top, completely bonkers, scary. The, the, he, his crimes are f- legitimately upsetting. It's like definitely some like saw ass shit. I mean, actually, there's some literal saw shit in it, but like, you know, up again, it's somewhat derivative. But, uh, yeah, man, I was just shocked. Just shocked. I, and uh I loved there are so many things to love though. And I, I did love some parts of the movie that like so much that I just don't care. Like that whole extended sequence with Penguin and Batman uh on the highway, the like chase scene, and then sort of I even loved how it ended. I like I, I don't know. There was whole sequences oh, of Catwoman the, stuff that I loved. The I thought chase, she, the chase I, was good. I yeah, thought the, the chase I loved. I thought Zoe was by far my favorite Catwoman that has appeared in film besides Michelle Pfeiffer, obviously. And um, yeah, you know, we're I not think... talking about Eartha Kitt or Julie Newmar. But other than that, uh, my favorite Catwoman ever. And she didn't even do anything cheesy Catwoman. You know, like they avoided putting her in a cat costume and with like like fucking, you know, 90 cats around her or whatever. And she's not like rare or whatever. But she drinks yeah. milk at some point. But I thought she seemed very... It seemed like she had 
adapted the cat mannerisms and physicality much better than I've seen. Like Anne Hathaway. Is not yeah, I don't think Catwoman. I don't, no, horrible. I don't think they ever. They don't refer to her as Catwoman, do they? They're not like no. Oh, hey, Cat Burglar. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, she's great. She was great. Everybody's great. Robert Pattinson's great. Like I have to say, his presence on screen as Batman was like. Although surprised. that jawline, that jawline would give you away as Bruce Wayne. I do feel like I do feel like it's like, come on, guys. Like I'm sorry, they've all been around Bruce Wayne, and then they see this guy's lower face. Like they're not like. How many like, people in this city have the most chiseled, like by a team of statue workers' jawline, the size twice the size of their regular head? Like, uh, yeah, it's funny. It's interesting. Um, I thought like. You know, yeah, I thought, uh, I don't know. There's so many parts of it that work, you know? There's so many parts John of it that Totoro, work. I mean, He's great. On. He's terrific in it. I mean, like, really subtle performance and very good. And, and, and Colin Farrell, like, I just, I'm such a, I've become a full, uh, like, Colin Farrell. I'm like a. You've, fer- got, you've gone feral. I've gone feral. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I think. Um, has gone feral. I think, um, yeah, I think. Uh, I, there's a lot to like. I just feel like they never, they just weren't able to get out of the shadow of this like obvious sort of like sort of predictable, surprisingly like r- familiar stuff, you know. And and I'm and I'm mad. I'm not mad. I mean, whatever. It was fine. I would have loved to see it like two hours long, though. I think if you could edit that down into two hours, uh, I'm sure someone will. Could be a whole different deal whole different deal you get know that suicide squad editing team that did the first one they oh, I don't did know. a bang up job people yeah they cut job. that shit right down i remember i was like suicide squad that's gonna be good i have a good feeling about this i'm feeling i remember this, this batman one. movie being like oh god not another batman movie and then of course i'm there day one clapping for the robert clapping pattinson for and with and with robert pattinson <laughs> i think um screaming with my promotional hat or whatever I think, uh, yeah, with your with your big foam Batman finger, yeah. they give you. You don't talk about the foam finger. Do they still have those? Oh, totally, I they definitely have they, those at Mets games. All right, so okay, that's the Batman. I had to talk about it because there's really nowhere. There's no other forum where I can express my deep opinions about um, the Batman. I oh, also the music. I'm sorry. They have they had two notes. They came up with two notes for the soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, it's literally two notes. I mean, like, you know, he's like, it's two notes. He's like, one note. It's like, well, it's one more than one, but it is like, it is two notes. I thought the soundtrack was particularly uninspired. They're also like, hey, you know, people really liked that Nirvana song uh, in the trailer. What if we put it in the movie a couple of times? Just keep bringing it back because what they couldn't, they like ran out of money for for music licensing. They were like, Guys, we we can just afford the Nirvana song. Is there? Can we work with also, that? They're Warner Brothers. You know what I mean? Well, like, I think they actually, have a catalog of music they can pull from. The more I think of it, I actually I may be mistaken, but I believe the two notes of the sound, the score, might be the first two notes of something in the way by Nirvana, oh my which uh, is again like I don't know. Maybe get Hans Zimmer in there. You're gonna rip off Nolan. Maybe get his like guy in there to do a real soundtrack or something at any rate i mean listen it was enjoyable it was not like uh oh my god this is a disaster and embarrassing everybody's um you know everybody's should laugh at it it just uh wasn't like it could have been so much better i know i I know i say that all the time but it just to me felt like an easy one here like a layup you got all the people just come up with a story that isn't literally doing exactly the same things that the other batman stories did 
I think but I think they they now have um what they wanted, which was they wanted an uh they just basically wanted the Nolan Batman franchise back if they could have it. Well, younger, couldn't. but younger. Yeah. So they younger got new models and they I mean, took like, some like, of the like libertarian themes out of it and they said yeah, you're good to go. <laughs> say what you will about say what you will about Ben Affleck and Zack Snyder, but they did try some new things. Were they good things? Not really, but <laughs> but it, you gotta give them credit gotta give him credit for trying i do i do do. anyhow okay let's move on to my second most important topic that i have to discuss right now which is my absolute addiction and obsession addiction to an obsession with a game called elden ring which which here's the thing about elden ring people were talking about elden ring like you know, everybody's chatting about it. Everybody's like, oh, Elden Ring, oh, this is a big deal. I didn't even realize it was a From Software game. I didn't even realize it was a like a, a Souls game, okay? Which All of which I have either avoided or have played and then given up on because I'm like, nope, not for hard. me. <laughs> not for me, folks. I hate this and I have to stop now. Um, but uh, Elden Ring, man, they pulled the pieces together. Uh, this game. So I bought it. I was like, this this seems fun. So I bought the game. Like, not even like really not sure what I was getting into, but I'm like, everybody's talking about it. I did no research. I watched like the trailer and stuff, and I'm like, everyone's talking about it. Uh, and then um, so I started playing it, and at first I was like, oh, I'm dying so much. I hate this. This is a Souls game. Nobody told me about this. This sucks. Why did I buy this game? This is stupid. Then I figured out some things like um, how to get like real powerful. <laughs> I figured out that first off, I picked an astrologer as my as my build with zero information about what that meant. Okay, just like I'm like this guy seems cool. He's got like a cool robe. Uh, turns out the astrologer is the perfect type of character for me because uh, I can do ranged attacks, and I fucking love a ranged attack. That's what I did, astrologer, because you want to be able to cast it early in the yeah. Yo, you it, can cast. You can cast. Yeah. I took me a while to be like, I'm like, what is going on? What are these controls? I hate this. Yeah, so much. the controls really neat. They take a minute to get down. When you have them down, they're great and they feel they feel great. Yeah, but. It, it, at first, you're like, oh, no, I did that, and there's no one doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're <laughs> like, oh, I drank my potion. I wanted Fuck. to throw something, and now I, I ran out of energy because I, I have no HP because I drank my potion accidentally for no reason. <laughs> I like, cast I still all those do spells that on inanimate objects just to try the buttons, yeah. and now I have no magical powers, Yeah, I, I can't fight, and I'm dead. I still do that all the time, but um, <laughs> but, but it, I have been playing it. I have played it for like 65 hours, okay? I've been like ruining my sleep schedule, staying up late, playing this game, and I am, I've been obsessed with it. I'm like legitimately like, I can't believe how good it is. What it reminds me of in many ways is, um, it reminds me of Fallout 3, which is like one of my all-time favorite games, in that Fallout 3, there was a lot of time where you could just uh walk around and just see stuff check stuff out and this game is like first off it's one of the most beautiful games i've ever seen in my entire life it is just like breathtaking there are places in this game that i go and i'm like this is so awesome 
and beautiful and weird and otherworldly. And I mean, there are parts of it that feel like a a horror movie, you know, really feel like I'm like, wow, this is like a horror movie. Like I feel uh, scared for my life here. Um, And it's frustrating. But but once you get to kind of in the in the rhythm of it, it becomes like a a tolerable for the most part, tolerable frustration um, frustration that it that. It's what builds up for the big dopamine release, if we're being honest. When you do have a success, you feel really accomplished because it's just hard. No, it's very hard. It's very hard. And uh, anyway, so yeah, I I mean, there's not a lot to say because people have said everything you can possibly think to say about Elden Ring except to, to say that it's a real triumph and I love it and I've been playing it a lot and that is why... We've been unable to podcast for several months um, because I'm sorry. I've just been busy. I also really loved about Elden Ring that it's so filled with quality storytelling from different kinds of artists and that it's so the world is so populated with quality. It's not just like like I really enjoy The Witcher 3, right? And I I enjoyed Cyberpunk for what it was. And I enjoy a lot of I like open world games and Breath of the Wild, obviously fucking king shit. However, sometimes not sometimes when Ubisoft makes these games, it is just a pile of stuff. They make a map some of which is very detailed and some of which is just done to connect the very detailed parts. And then they just fill it with crap. They're like, you can collect these pots and now we've got a scroll. And, uh, you know, someone wrote out a scrap from a novel that exists in this world and you're only going to read half a chapter. You've got five of those and you you need to put them together and they don't add up to anything and you won't (laughs) learn anything. Like, it's like, what the fuck? And then Elden Ring comes along and tells us, oh, guess what? If you if you, it doesn't need to be this way, like there's no reason technically, technologically, that's limiting us from creating an open world that feels alive and full of things and has had a history. And um, and it's it, 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 it the other girls should be worried about what just happened because I can't imagine purchasing a Assassin's Creed game when this game exists and you could just pour another hundred hours into this game. Right. Like, it, yeah. It, it should it should really shake people up. And I think that's partly why they're pulling back on their Call of Duty releases every year cuz they're realizing that like p- people are getting savvier and they're not so wowed by the yearly release that they're like, "Guess what? It's in Tehran instead of, you know, wherever else we stuck <laughs> yeah. in the Middle East." Like, you know, like <laughs> it's and 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 finally I think we're getting, I don't know. I, I and also like I, I, it, it's not packed with gotcha mechanics it's not packed with casino shit it's not packed with microtransactions on top of microtransactions gran turismo this is really fucked up so gran turismo reviewers got copies of the game played the game reviewed the game and then sony a week later turned on all of the in-game economy stuff which was hidden in the game so now people are finding out that you have to pay $40 for a single dlc car in a $70 game and it needs to be always online with their $20 a month online service additionally and, and uh, right after they did that the online service went down um, and these people who have been paying through the nose for cars by the way the same car designs are available over um, on Forza for like five bucks um, and they in order to try to fix this and how they've bumped up the prices to be so insane and you can only purchase in-game currency of course in packs in like packs so you'll always have like the hot dog problem of i have too many hot dog buns and not enough hot dogs so i buy (laughs) hot dogs and i've got too many hot dogs and not enough buns so i buy more buns (laughs) yeah sure they they do that um and sony obviously is called and and told brought to task for this um but 
like it doesn't matter because they already made the money from the big whales, like the the people who they were going to overcharge anyway. I mean, like no child was ever spending $45 for some fucking 1980s car. Like that was only going to be a billionaire or whoever was going to do that. Um, Some fucking millionaire. But then they retroactively changed it so that it's slightly less aggressive, but it's still very aggressive and gave everyone a free million dollars to spend in games. So they're like, here, pick out yourself a couple VW Beatles and stop complaining. Um, and it really pisses me off because it's not just that it's deceitful and it doesn't allow reviewers to be transparent with the audience about what they're purchasing, right? It also pisses me off because, like, there's a great game in here. Like, there is a beautiful... The graphics are beautiful. There's so much detail work. Like, they really have a giant database of cars and showrooms. And the music is great. And, like, there's so many aspects of it that are so good that clearly the developers put a lot of work and care into making good. And it's completely ruined by the uh, economic exploitation that's been, like, slathered on top. Even though, of course, like, it never works. It, it, it makes a bunch of money. In the short term, it'll make them, like, probably a few... Uh, like a few a few million or whatever right up top on some whales who are buying stuff and then after that i guess their plan is to just milk out kids who get control of their parents credit cards or something mm, but it, it ruins it ruins a beautiful game and um this game doesn't have any of that and it is expensive but you are certainly getting bang for your buck entertainment wise and uh uh, it's a good reminder that like games do not need I mean the, the game does have big online features which are interesting but it doesn't need like head-to-head -head battle royale matchmaking it doesn't need gotcha mechanics it doesn't need casino shit it doesn't need an in-game like microtransaction economy it doesn't need like it, it, it's just a good game and and it's a good reminder of what games used to be. It used to be you got a copy of The Legend of Zelda and you popped it in your Nintendo and like you yeah. were like this shit fucking rips. <laughs> um, no, I, nowadays yeah. you you don't do that. You wait for 90 DLC packs and you have to purchase I hate, them separately. I hate the modern game concept. I hate I hate it's so there's so many bad versions of this. I mean I see it, I mean, constantly when Zelda's got a game on, like, the iPad, it's like these mechanics are all just terrible. All of the motivations, all of the ways that they're set up. I mean, I mean all these, like, you know, freemium or, like, you pay a little bit, but then you have to pay some more or whatever to unlock some stuff. But also, like, on the adult side of gaming, it's sort of the same thing where it's like, I, I you know, I think things should end. Like, it's okay to have a game that has, like, a beginning, middle, and end, but, like, make it really good. Like, I'll pay you any amount of money for a great gaming experience. It doesn't have to be endless. And I understand they're, like, milking money. Also, like, every game's, like, oh, everybody's, like, oh, like, it's got to be Fortnite. Like, every game's, like, we got to make it, like, Fortnite. It's got to be, Everything's like got to be a platform. Like, a battle royale, yeah. We're going to get Aesop Rocky on here. It's and the metaverse. And he's going to sell you shoes. And I like and, that. And I, like I want to play video games. I don't want to yeah. go shopping. I like that... Uh, Elden Ring is feels like a very solitary experience. I know there's all these like weird. I don't even understand how the multiplayer stuff. I'm like people are like you got to yeah, use I the don't, finger to invade people's it. realms. I'm nope. like I don't, I'm not doing no, that. I I have enough pro. I have big enough problems. They're right like now. invite over someone to help you team up. I'm like no, I'm not going to do that. I would mm. rather not ever. Talk I am to curious or about invading. <laughs> I am curious about invading somebody's world and killing them. I think that somebody did invade my world. I actually was pretty psyched. Somebody invaded my world. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get fucking killed, and then I totally wiped the guy out. I feel like he was like some newbie who like didn't understand the concept or whatever. But I'm like, I turned the offline, I turned the features offline. So I thought I was offline. So like, it's like I'm like, why are people even able to show up here? Which is a weird experience. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, that guy died. It's weird whenever uh, you think you're alone and you're not alone. That is an unsettling. That's, 
I think that's true in both um, Elden Ring, the video game, and also in real life where we live, supposedly. Uh, so, yeah. No, uh, it's great. And it shows that there is a lot left to be unearthed in games, in gaming and gaming experiences. And also, also there's some sick shit in it. Like, it's one of the most upsetting games I've ever played, like, just from a, on a purely, like, visual vibe level there's just you get to some areas and you're like no i don't want to be here like I, it's like a horror movie it is like scary uh yeah. in a good way they play with way. your assumptions a lot which i like yeah i still don't know what the story is or anything like i still don't really understand what i'm supposed to be doing or how i get to like i've like killed a lot of really large things but i guess i have only killed one real boss mm. uh good old no two two bosses the uh what's his name margit mm-hmm. took his ass out and then uh godric the grafted is that his name oh yeah and now i'm trying to kill the uh the witch but uh she's pretty tough and uh i don't know what's her name R- ronnie maybe i want to say take that bitch down uh the whatever the one who's got the fetus you know the chick with yeah, the fetus yeah. and the orb of the name yeah, magical fetus of the orb she's I at castle encountered yet but I've she's at Rhea lucaria uh, i don't know if you've been there it's a sh- complete shit show nightmare hell world that nobody should ever have to step foot into uh and these are Probably places i've afternoon there these are places i go in a video game this is just normal places i mean i went i got fucking transported early in the game when i was weak a little weakling to this fucking mine with these bug people the single worst enemy in the game in my opinion oh these like huge multi-armed like bug men uh, bug people let's not be i don't gender them misgender them uh bug thing bug things they're just so gross and they shoot this stuff at you that you can't get away from it like it can hit you around walls and stuff and i died so many times you get like sneak past them anyhow but i finally i don't like those things on the beach those black goop Oh, no. Oh, uh, no, but then I finally, I got to tell you, I finally got powerful enough. And I, what I discovered is that it's actually a great rune farming area once you get like a little bit more powerful. Uh, yeah. Even though the bug men still have killed me many, many times uh, in horrible, disgusting, angering ways. I mean, I get so angry sometimes at this game. I'm like, you motherfucker. Uh, but, you know, it's all part of the process of uh, learning to accept Jesus into my life. Um, so, all right. <laughs> The Slap. only ring you need to be worrying about is your is chastity ring. Okay? Speaking of God, <laughs> speaking of God and the devil, who is a character probably, I assume, at some point you reach in uh, Elden Ring, um, both of them. You have to kill both God played, and played, the devil in Elden played, Ring. Both played by Colin Farrell. It's a great game. It's terrific. He's got a, a, unbelievable prosthetics. Um, have you heard of, did you watch the Oscars? I watched the clips afterward, but I did not tune into the Oscars. The show itself has gotten very not about movies. Um, no, no. I was watching the Batman really during the Oscars, ironically. I don't really care. I was recording a podcast about something else, which I got a bunch of text messages about the slap. And I had to, I was like, stop this podcast. I will come back. And I spent like, like an hour. They're finally rebooting my favorite NBC show. 
Um, no, I, I went full like Oracle. <laughs> like I was like, I need to know all the info. I was like looking at all the cams and then eventually came to the startling realization that both of these people are going to be fine. And yeah. it's kind of none of my business. <laughs> I popped on, I popped on home in the evening. I looked at Twitter. I saw what had happened with, you know, very little context. And I, I did a tweet, which I stand by, which is like, there's something I'm very uncool about a guy who can't take a joke. And I do think like, now there are a lot of now. Here's what happened. If you don't know, folks, Will Smith and uh, Jada no Jada Pinkett Smith, who are a married couple, were in the audience of the Oscars, and Chris Rock was uh, presenting, I guess, an award or something. And he, I guess, he looked over it at uh, Will and Jada, and Jada has is ball is like has a shaved head, like, uh, uh, and and he said something about like GI Jane, GI Jane two. Now. I, now apparently she has alopecia, which is a a, a a thing that causes your hair to fall out or thin your hair to thin. Or I don't really know much about it. I mean, because I I don't have anything like that. I've got a beautiful thick head of middle aged man hair, uh, which definitely is not thinning anywhere, and I will not be getting plugs anytime soon. Um, but like, but I guess that's the case. Uh, um, and so Will Smith, uh, he got up out of his seat now the joke to be clear the joke was not like i mean you know i guess like you know i don't know comedians they say all kinds of they say the damnedest there things there must be some i mean listen don't talk about black women's hair and probably don't make jokes about people's diseases whether or not you knew well, i mean chris rock like, is a is a black comedian i think if sure. it's that's his if he wants to but he's go a man. for it He's, He's a, a man. man, sure, but like you know, comedians. This is what they do. They say shit that people it. get bad about. I'm just saying. I think, with all of that aside, and noting it, there's got to be some personal shit between the three of yes. them. That uh, well, that has, uh, there is some we history. Don't know the context. Apparently, there's some history that he made fun of her at an earlier Oscars in 2016. I was reading on uh, TMZ, one of my one of the best websites. Have you? I don't know if you've seen it. Um, but. Uh, no, but listen, I'm not I don't think the joke was good or funny or nice, okay? I think the joke was rude and stupid. And not but, very funny. Like not funny. 2022, we're it's making a stupid, It's a stupid Ooh. joke. It's a stupid joke. And rude. Okay? For whatever reason. Now, did he know that she had a condition? I don't know. Was he just like, "Oh, uh, Jade is like shaved her head like kind of G.I. Jane style. I'm a comedian and I'm thinking I'm a feat and I'm going to make a joke about it." I have no idea. We can agree that the joke stunk and was rude. Sure, whatever. So, but Will Smith walks up on stage and he slapped Chris Rock, like hit him in the face. Like Bugs Bunny walking up to Elmer Fudd, like with a glove. Like it was like the a real slap, slap, like a slap, slap. like a proper slap. NBC's the slap. And then he went and sat down and then yelled several times to keep his wife's name out of uh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock should keep his wife's name out of his fucking mouth. It's something like that. Mm-hmm. And he seemed very upset. And, and like, in a way that. You know, I don't know, like, I, uh, Will Smith, I don't know a lot about Will Smith. I've never, I guess I've never seen him really mad, like, in real life. Uh, and I was like, ah, like, he seems kind of, like, really, he's losing it. Uh, I just think he's I don't know. Thing. I've seen him on Red Table Talk, and he's a yeah, see, really I've never watched emotional that. man. I think he's that an intense man- guy. And I, I, my vibe was, I'll be honest with you, my vibe, when I saw it, the fuller clip with him unedited with him screaming. But I actually, the part that was to me was more upsetting was not the slap. It was like the screaming part where it, I felt like it was like kind of scary, like kind of just felt like just like when you've ever seen anybody lose their temper in a way that you're like, ah, like I don't want to be in this room right now. You know what I mean? It was like really, he was really very angry. 
they both are famous and rich and attractive, but it's tough. I, I, somebody tweeted this, but it's tough when one person in the relationship is cooler than the other. And like Will Smith is not, he's a lot of things. The man has never cursed on radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. He's not like right. cool. Right. <laughs> right. And, and but, I think but, that that's probably put that, that I, and her fucking other people definitely puts a strain on their relationship. Well, I think, and I think, listen, obviously there's a lot of backdrop, but I, my main thing is just this, like, so I saw a lot of people. Now, again, to your point, there are things about this. I mean, the, the conversation, the content conversation got so big on, on the Internet about like this is about women and it's about oh race. God, the and it's about like, this is Zelensky. It's about toxic masculinity. <laughs> it's about Zelensky. It's about 9-11. It's about like I'm like, all right, OK, everybody take it. It's like I, all, my perception of it was simply this, that you can be upset or mad or, or very offended on behalf of your partner. But like, I just think generally speaking, as a society, like, I understand, I get the reasons why there are people who are like, that was great. I loved that. But I just think, when I think about the stuff that like kids see and and model, like what I don't want, what I don't want my kid to see and model and what I hope I can like show them is that I'm not going to like resort to violence because of like words that somebody says like that there's another way there's a better way to counter it and it's not like escalating to violence because i just think like and and i'm just saying this in the abstract like to me what was shocking is just like there are a hundred different ways i can imagine him addressing that including staying where he was seated and saying something or just what i would have done probably is like pulled chris rock aside after the segment and been like listen that's super fucked up and i don't you should never do that again it's really offensive or whatever he might say which i assume they eventually did have some conversation about i don't know i just think it's like i just saw a lot of people on twitter who were like violence is the answer and like there are places where violence is the answer i do think it does happen like i guess like if it's a nazi if it's and a killer doing, be killed scenario, if I get a killer it. be killed, obviously, if it's like a Nazi spouting like hate speech, like I think there's probably some special allowances there. Um, but I think it's like the joke was in poor taste, it was rude, it was insensitive. None of that warranted physical violence. And I just feel like we we'd all be better off if our instincts weren't, generally speaking, to try to ever escalate that we were like not escalating things to violence because i just feel like you can only go up you know it's like you go up from there and the further you get up that food chain the worse it gets and um it would have been better to and of course we're we're, we're you know post game coaching will smith when he probably had a yeah, couple yeah. drinks and got emotional definitely I, or he had, I, had a, he maybe he, they've been sitting there starving maybe he might have just been hungry <laughs> you know? starving will smith's <laughs> never been not been brought crafty before yeah <laughs> um but i i think um Probably the best way for him to have handled it would have been to like accept his fucking Academy Award and then afterward make a joke like and you make another joke about my wife's hair and I'm going to, you know, I'll slap you or Or even even go up on stage and say, hey, don't do that. Just be like, listen, that's super fucking rude. And here's why or whatever, which probably would have been made Chris Rock look even worse and make him feel even worse than the slap. You know what I mean? Yeah. The slap um, weirdly makes everyone mad at you. It doesn't well, get anything it done. Just, it makes the situation. It's like, okay, I, I'm not rooting for anybody here. I just, but that's the weird things. People are like, hell yes. I, I, I tweet. I was like, yeah, like I just feel like he like couldn't handle the joke. And it's, that's to me is a very uncool 
What was it's weird just, is everyone's like, I'm Team Jada or I'm Team Will or I'm right. Team. I'm sure Jada was so. I'm sure Jada was so embarrassed. I, I mean, oh, totally. What I, from what I know of of the women in my life, they they do not think it's cool when shit like that happens. Jada and Beyonce must be in a group chat, being like, "Please stop embarrassing us in public. How can we stop yeah, our men from dark, embarrassing us in very public?" Weird, very um, weird combo. Anyhow, but but yeah. So, uh, but uh, but no, what but to I me, think I, I was going to say all the team stuff was weird to me because it's like. You don't have to pick a side in every conflict. And also, like, they, no one won here. There's no winner. This is just a bad choice that Will Smith made after Chris Rock made a bad choice. Like, I, you know, you don't have to be like, I'm team anybody. There, there's no teams. We're just, guys, be cool. Don't stop being fucking weird. Yeah. It's, um, like, yeah. That To me, what was upsetting, actually, was not even the thing that happened. It was just that people were like, yeah, what would you do if someone insulted your wife? And it's like, I'd probably not slap them. Like, I'd probably be like, you're dumb or that's stupid or I don't care. Like, go fuck my wife. You know what? I mean, you know what? Like, the, what I've found, what I've found generally speaking is uh, the more you, the more you like, you know, uh, the more you, like react to somebody who's giving you shit the more they think oh okay i can like make this person react and i'm gonna give them more shit you know i know it's like don't feed the trolls or whatever but it is true that like you know i I, i've never seen a lot of like huge upside from being like let me engage with this complete piece of shit as i was once told by an old uh boss of mine um what was the exact quote? I've definitely said it in the podcast before. It was I was getting into an argument with um about uh I don't know, something I did uh about with Michael Wolf, I want to say. Is that the guy who wrote Fire and Fury? Yes. He was like a media reporter at USA Today or whatever. And I guess like his whole thing was he hates digital media. So when anybody ever did anything in digital media, he'd give them shit. And we got into it on Twitter over something I remember what. And um anyhow, somebody said to me, you know, never wrestle with a pig in shit. The pig loves it, and you get covered in shit. Yeah, basically. That's <laughs> why is I, like... I had to stop tweeting at Michael Tracy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. And there it is, folks. Uh, no, but I was like, yeah, it's good advice. I mean, I sometimes don't always heed it, but it's, um, you know, you know, it's good advice. I think uh, if you could avoid, uh, you know, if you can avoid talking to that person who's being a complete annoying loser, that probably is the worst thing for them because they don't get the attention that they so desperately crave. Though I do think in this case, I'm sure there was a conversation worth having, though. It just the slap thing just made it so hard to navigate like what should have happened because I just don't think, yeah, whatever. It's like, hey, whatever. It happened. But generally speaking, I feel like we should endeavor to not slap if we can and instead yeah. endeavor to hug. Yeah. I, know. And also, white people got real weird about it. Oh, yeah. That. White people, people just, I definitely, people my, really... I want to say, I'm a, as a white person, I feel like my tweet was very neutral. I didn't have a big hot take. My take was just like, it's all, it just seems bad to me when somebody's like reacts really badly a to a, of, to a, a lot joke. Of white guys being like, this is the reason for inner city. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is oh, the yeah. reason for anything. There were some bad, there were some bad, there were some real bad tweets. Ooh. I mean, 
Just Let's the just problem with Twitter, we, we you don't not, have to comment on everything. You should not have a megaphone connected to your brain. This is the no. this is the problem with Twitter. Is like, I think the dumbest shit all the time. I mean, I think I have so many dumb thoughts on a regular basis, and yeah. you know, if I tweeted them, oh god, oh goodness, what humanity. But I, I just canceled. I find out every day that a word means something I thought that it did not mean, <laughs> and yeah. that's like you know. That's it life. is what it is, but I, 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 that's why I avoid using words I don't know. Oh, <laughs> they don't talk God. about subjects that you don't fucking know anything about. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, we don't know these people. We don't know the inner workings. I can tell you how it made me feel and like what I thought, think would have been a better strategy. But like, right. I don't know if Chris Rock has been, you know, taking massive dumps in their lobby or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. That's, that's exactly what's been going on. Yeah, maybe it's been like a targeted ha- a harassment campaign for a decade. Just getting uh, dead horses' heads in the back. I have no idea. Chris Rock is actually like a completely psychotic. I mean, he's he's preparing to play the Joker. Yeah, he's, <laughs> that could be interesting. That's interesting. That is actually interesting. Uh, anyhow, all right, we should wrap up because uh, we should. I'm mean, this is a quick one, anyhow. But we should tell people because everybody's wondering, Ryan, what happened to the podcast? Everybody's wondering. Um, we got into a massive argument. Just we like, got into a big fight. I big slapped row. Ryan. Right across the face, and you said you never, ever, ever mention Laura or her haircut ever that's, again. That's right. Wow. Uh, no, here's what happened. We got, we've just been sidetracked with a ton of stuff. We've been super busy with these other projects that we're working on. Also, uh, I no longer work at Input. So you you, you, you no longer work at Input, which is very sad for Input, but actually for you, I think, is exciting. Going great. Going great. Love Input. We still read it big supporter however still sending us emailing us to when we, there's a typo being like i couldn't help but notice no he doesn't do that but, and he has said that did, he actually said the voice memo with that get yeah. very close today to emailing someone at gawker telling them that there was a pronoun wrong but they that, when i refreshed the page they got oh, it so. thank god <laughs> thank god um no but we have a, we have but a lot of stuff yeah, going on and, and ryan is to organize yes and you know. also, I should say that I th- we are going to – this is sort of like a – let's give everybody an update and also I have to talk about the Batman. But we are going to – we're taking a bit of a break. There are things that we're both working on that are very exciting. Uh, I have I have YouTube stuff and a podcast coming out with a Patreon and all this content that will be coming out. But it means that the amount of time I spend doing content creation stuff right now is enormous and yeah. it do- I don't have a ton of output because I'm trying to gear up for something and it means that like doing pods like this I really do want to do every week it's just like finding the time to schedule and then edit and everything else it really is like a day of work yeah and it's it's a lot it's a lot, it's a lot. I mean people don't realize it because it seems like we're very lazy and bad at this but uh, we actually put <laughs> a lot like, of time. Prepare. There's no post production. <laughs> uh, but we actually put a lot of time into it, so we that's why. Do. You, uh, but and then you know, and so I've got stuff I'm working on. Obviously, you know the 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 you know input and inverse and Gawker and Mike are you know a, a constantly you know filling my days. But you know, I think we'll have some. Both of us will have some cool, exciting new things to talk about in the near future. The listeners of this will hear about them. I think you know it's not goodbye forever. Just kind of like extending our break that we've been on, and uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see you in a bit. We'll see you when we have a chance to breathe. Wow. Obviously, we love the fact that people are like, "Hey, where's the show?" And you know, there will be more shows, more content. But we're both working on stuff, other stuff at the moment. So we're sort of like, let's wheel this back. You've been here before, Tony. 
You know what you know? it's what it, you know what it is. What this show can't be killed. That's really what it is. <laughs> the show is it like will come back like a zombie. The show is like a lot. Reminds me a lot of uh, Jason Voorhees, um, who is uh, kills teenagers in the film Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, like Jason Voorhees, we have been involved in several murders of teenagers, and also like Jason Voorhees, we just pop back up at the end of every movie. <laughs> And continue killing teens. So I yeah. think that's pretty much where we're headed, you know, for the future. This is great. I'm glad that I recorded that those words. I think that's <laughs> of great benefit to both of us. Anyhow, so look, we're gonna go, but we'll be back. We'll keep you updated. But uh, you know, don't be surprised if next week there isn't another tomorrow uh, podcast. Um, and my, but my nice thing to leave you with uh, oh, yeah. your assignment until the next time is, um, go see everything everywhere all at once. It's a perfect film. Oh, I loved I guess, it. Yeah. I cried. I laughed. I cheered. I'm taking my dad. To, he's coming into the city and I'm taking him to see it on Saturday because I felt very close to him, even though he wasn't there. So I want to watch it with him. It's I gotta great. see Please it. Go see it. My nice thing is of course, <clears throat> another acquisition. I, uh, got a rowing machine. Oh, and, did you? Oh my God. Yeah. I got a, ripped? I am so, I'm like Robert Pattinson uh, wow. right now from uh, Batman. Just in a Batman. huge jaw. You've only been exercising with your jaw. You've been I've pulling. been using my jaw to pull the like thing back, whatever they call it, the rowing thing. I got this, he's made by a company called wa- Water Rower. No, they're not oars. It's like a, f- know, it's saying. like a stick that was attached to a string. Like, I don't know what it's like called. I'm sure it has a name, but anyhow, I've been very into, uh, rowing and uh, so now i look like a cut hunk <laughs> oh, good for you <laughs> yeah it's Love great this transformation all right i gotta get out of here my drink is empty and it's time to uh it's time to get back 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 to it uh all right you know but uh, this is great you know ryan i really enjoyed our time together and uh i'm sure that tony did as well and uh, you know i'm glad that i can leave people with the feeling that um you know i've completely shit on the new batman movie because i feel like that's what the <laughs> That's what the fans want. So the listeners really need it. They're they so they excited cra- to hear you shit on a movie they probably It's what like. they crave. It's what they crave. Um, anyhow. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Bye. Well, that is our show. We'll be back not next week, in the future. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. And I really believe that everything is going to be just fine.